Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. I would like to begin by paying my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I am coming to you from today. Land where at Brainwaves we tell our stories, and land where the traditional custodians have told their stories for many, many years before us, and continue to tell their stories. I would like to pay my respects to Elders past and present, and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners who are listening today. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Kaylin, and I'd really like to welcome everyone back today for our first show of the year. Uh, we hope everyone had a safe and refreshing break and I hope you all got to take some time to prioritise looking after your mental health and well-being. So today on the show, we have a very special guest. I'll be chatting with our newest team member, Mark. So because of that, I'm not going to do a big introduction for Mark today, as I thought I'd let him speak for himself. Hi, Mark. Welcome to Brainwaves. And also on that, welcome to the show and the team. Um, It's really great to have you here. But I guess before we get started, would you be able to take a moment to share a little bit about yourself and how you came to be a part of the Brainwaves team? Yeah, sure. So I've been a part of the the helpline team at Wellways since uh, I think like 2017. And I was there um, volunteering for a few years before I was invited to be a volunteer support coordinator. Um, so after spending a few years at the helpline, I was invited to join the, the Brainwaves team. So that's something I'm incredibly thankful and really excited for. Awesome. And can I just say we're just as excited and I also have to to let everyone know that I'm lucky enough that I've actually got to work with you for five years now. So I'm very happy with that in both volunteer capacity and as a, as a peer. So I'm excited that I get to work with you over here as well, which is awesome. Oh, thank you. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, As you know, Brainwaves is a lived experience show, and that means that everyone on the team has a lived experience of mental health challenges. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, on, on the, the, the helpline, I've learned that just how value, valuable that sense of mutuality um, that we have with the people that we talk to on the phones. And I, I believe that sense of mutuality is a defining feature of um, Brainways as well. So, um, you know, there's that sense that we're, we're all walking the same path and we're all trying to figure it out just the same. And um, yeah, that's something that's really beneficial to these kinds of um, these kinds of approaches to, yeah, working together. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say to echo what you've said, that's exactly right. Like I find, you know, being on the Brainwaves team, one of the most um, amazing things is that we do have that experience. And I think that it allows the people that we speak to, to feel more comfortable when they come on the show, but it also means that, you know, we're not giving 
um, you know, our opinions on things that we don't know what we're talking about. So that's a good thing too. Um, what has your journey with mental health been like? Uh, well, not easy. <laughs> um, uh, every now and again, I'll feel like I'm getting the hang of it, but um, something happens and it turns out that, no, I'm not really getting the hang of it. But I suppose that's just the magic of having a mental illness. That's Hooray right. for us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but you know, over the years um, with the right support and knowledge and resources, um, it has been getting easier to manage. And the windows of time where I am struggling, I find that they're sort of getting smaller and smaller as I, yeah, get better at, yeah, figuring it out. (laughs) That's good. That's good to know. I guess a lot of people who might be, you know, just starting out on their own personal journey, hearing that can definitely give them some hope for sure. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I guess on that, what's uh, the biggest insight you've learned from working in mental health? Uh, just how different everyone is. Um, I've spoken to so many people over the years um, who all have varying different, varying approaches to managing their mental illness. Um, No two people are completely the same. Um, And while there might be commonalities here and there, there's rarely an identical approach um, an individual takes uh, in order to make the most of a life that's often marred by crippling mental health issues here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And what's some of the changes in society that you'd like to see, I guess, maybe to help improve the mental health in our community? Uh, Well, at the very least, um, more should be done to ensure everyone's basic needs are being met. Um, It's difficult to focus on our mental health when housing is scarce and when eating regular meals is too expensive. Um, Besides those issues, which affect everyone, um, if someone decided to explore a mental health issue with a psychologist, more often than not, it's too unaffordable uh, because psychologists aren't able to bulk bill anymore. Mm. Uh, The the amount of psychologists receives back from the government's too low to keep their doors open. So a lot of psychologists nowadays just aren't doing it um, as much as they might want to be able to do it. Um, also, a uh, job seeker hasn't had a significant increase since the 90s, so anyone struggling with their mental health while unemployed um, can't afford to access services anyway because um, they're ba- barely keeping afloat financially. Um, I liken this particular situation to sending a rocket into orbit. <laughs> In order to send a rocket into orbit, it needs to reach escape velocity. If a rocket can't achieve escape velocity, um, gravity is just going to drag it back down to Earth. Um, people struggling with their mental health um, can't, can't achieve escape velocity unless mental health services are properly funded and they have enough money to spare for mental health services after bills, rent, groceries, etc. Mm. Um, without the funds, no matter how much they try to manage their mental health, they'll just keep crashing back down to earth. Mm. Um, that being said, um, <laughs> when mental health services aren't properly funded, all the ad campaigns um, you know, that seek to raise awareness around mental health um, kind of ring hollow to people that are actually struggling with their mental health. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that you pointed out at the very start is something that speaks a lot to me is those basic needs. You know, you think that's such an easy thing to fix would be ensuring that everyone has a roof and food and 
and just the basics so that they can at least attempt to survive, you know, without any mental health challenges. But I think, you know, not having those things, well, that had, that makes it really hard. Yeah, yeah. So in my experience, um, people can't even uh, don't, can't even start the conversation until those basic needs are met, and usually that's what they're struggling with first. Mm-hmm. So um, that should be the first thing that you know people. That's usually the first thing people are going to want to tick that box yeah. of oh, can I feed my kids? Can I afford to? send them to daycare you know can I do this or that so you know you can't even have a mental health conversation until that's sorted out no and it makes me wonder too like how many people would suffer as much trauma as they do if they had those needs met initially you know Mm. we might see a decline in mental health challenges absolutely 100 (laughs) percent yeah So as this is a radio program and, uh, you know, we all come into this space with lots of ideas or stories you might like to cover or, you know, topics we'd like to research for shows, what are some of the ideas for shows that you might like to do in the future? You know, kind of like a little teaser for everyone, if you will. Uh, there's a few things I'm interested in exploring at Brainwaves. I'm curious to learn about um, mental health approaches, um, people in uh, cultural and linguistic, linguistically diverse um, backgrounds might have um for example is there a a synthesis between um one's country of origins approach and the country one's immigrated to Mm. um uh or is there some resistance there perhaps um i'm also curious to learn um what mental health challenges people with facial differences might run into throughout their lives uh i'd love to also um learn about particular mental health challenges people in uh, inverted commas stigmatized occupations Mm -hmm. might encounter occupations such as forensic cleaners sex workers and those working in the death industry Mm. um yeah those are a few of the topics i have rolling around in my head at the moment they're really interesting and can i just say i don't think some of them have been covered at all so i think that ground's definitely going to be yours and I'm here for it because that sounds really interesting and I'd love to hear some of those shows as well. Awesome. So what are some good tips that you've learned or have been given about mental health that you could share with our listeners today? Um, I think spoon theory is a good one. Um, spoon theory, is a, it's a tool that was developed by a woman who struggles with chronic illness um, by the name of Christine uh, Mr. Randino, if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, the way it works, you start the day with a certain number of spoons. So let's say uh, you start the day with 10 spoons. Every task you do throughout the day will cost a certain amount of spoons. So maybe you want to make the bed when you wake up in the morning. That might cost you one spoon. Um, later in the day, you might need to go to the shops or have a doctor's appointment. That task might cost you three three spoons um, tidying the living room in the middle of the day, that might cost you two spoons. So um, you keep going and doing tasks and they cost a certain amount of spoons depending on who you are and how much energy that might take up for, for you in particular. Um, once you've run out of spoons for the day, um, that's when you stop doing things because pushing yourself beyond that point, um, it's going to have an adverse um, effect on your your mental health or your physical health. 
Mm, interesting. And yeah, I've heard, I think I've heard the spoon theory a, a couple of times before and yeah, I definitely can relate to it a lot myself and I'm pretty sure I've used that term many times. So yeah, that's definitely a good one. And I, I guess, yeah, what would you tell people who think of the spoon theory? Like how would they preserve spoons? What's a good way to look after themselves? Okay. Well, I suppose knowing what your own personal limits are, what you can do, do throughout the day, mm. um, so, and also, you know, being kind enough to yourself to let yourself do nothing and hopefully be in the company of people who are supportive and understanding enough to, to also understand that, that um, your own limits mm. um, and to not expect you to, yeah, push yourself to a point where you're going to um, put yourself in harm's way. And that can be hard too, especially when we're trying to prove to ourselves that we're getting better or that, you know, that we can do the thing. And so we're like, you know, push yourselves to do more and more and more. And then, yeah, as you say, you end up with no spoons or as we also know as burnout. So it's always mindful to yeah. to be kind to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So as someone who works in the mental health sector and utilizes their lived experience as part of the work that you do, how do you make sure that you're looking after yourself? Well, um, I have a particular mental health regimen um, I follow and it sort of combines a bit of physical exercise, meditation, breathing exercises and um, uh, as weird as it sounds, just eating regular meals and drinking enough water throughout the day, which is something that hasn't always happened in the past, but it's helpful to me. Um, And I try to keep up with it. Um, there are periods, of course, where I fall off the wagon, so to speak, and I neglect to do those things. Um, but for the most part, I try to make sure I do those things most of the time. Um, besides that, I follow lots of mental health related um, channels on on YouTube and Instagram. And yeah, just keep up with learning new tricks and perspectives as I, you know, travel on this path you know what I mean (laughs) yeah no that's good do you have any uh podcasts or YouTube that you could recommend for our listeners um uh for an ADHD related one I like how to ADHD uh podcast I would recommend um would be blind boy podcast while he doesn't always talk about um mental health related topics I think he attempts to do one once a month mm-hmm. um and they're usually incredibly um yeah informative i find so um i guess a final question and this is something that i think that you and i have probably chatted about quite a bit before how do you think technology does or could play a part in improving mental health for people okay well as i mentioned um i kind of take advantage of some of the 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 new kind of tools that are out there whether it's apps or just uh watching you know youtube uh channels that are specifically re- related to things that i struggle with or other people struggle with um uh i i, I think that uh they're I guess they're really good tools for a certain cohort of people mm-hmm. and usually people under 30 or maybe under 40 can really properly um, take advantage of those or, or, or they're ex- more accessible to people at that age because they're the age of the people that um, 
uh, were born when the internet already existed and these these um, tools aren't as intimidating. But once you sort of get a bit older, um, mm-hmm. uh, some some people might find them to be uh, unhelpful. Mm. Uh, some people would prefer to pretend, you know, uh, some people at a certain age bracket would prefer to pretend that, um, you know, try to get by as best they can without having to make the internet or that or apps a part of their lives. Yeah. Um, which is totally understandable. Um, you know, there are some people in their 60s that aren't very um, pleased that brick-and-mortar banks are banks. disappearing. Yep. And those people <laughs> aren't going to want to, you know, download the latest meditation app. Mm. But um, for people who who um, aren't intimidated by, by, you know, the different technology that, that's being developed or is out there to mm. help people... Um, with certain things um i think there's a there's a meditation app that i use that's pretty good it's called insight timer so it has a it sort of collates uh a number of um uh people out there who do uh guided meditation podcasts and they kind of i kind of it's they just find their way there and it's very easy to access you can choose how long you want to meditate for you can choose uh, what your intention is to meditate, you know, is it because it's lunchtime and you just need to calm your nerves? Mm-hmm. Do you need a bit of med- a bit of motivation to start your day? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling anxious? So lots of different topics to choose from. Um, the the downside of um, the new technology that is becoming a part of um, the you know a person's mental health toolbox is that mm-hmm. often they're their subscription base. I was going to say, is this so, a free one? Yeah, I I think it does have a free portion. Just yeah. uh, recently, I've I've noticed that there there there's a paid um, tier, paid, yeah, which is you know always disappointing. Um, you know, especially you know as as I've we, we've talked about earlier, um, the cost to accessing mental health support is a tremendous barrier to a lot of people. So. Um, I try to keep up to date with what's out there that doesn't cost any money to mm. be able to um, sort of guide people to if that's something that will be um, something they would like to to try. But, yeah, the cost is always going to be a terrible barrier. It's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm yes. the same. <laughs> I, I, try and, I try and look for things that are free on YouTube and, you know, free podcasts and things like that. There are some tools that are free and I think it's interesting. I don't have any names off the top of my head, but maybe if I can find some, I'll put them in the show notes. But I know I've found like apps that have been created on like government grants for community mental health and like other countries like and stuff as well and they're free and, yeah, it's just it's annoying when you see people that are trying to make money off of people struggling with their mental health it's like oh yes yes it's always going to um i know i I can understand a one-off payment yeah but um that might be easier for people sometimes the whole subscription model um is really relying on people to forget that they've subscribed to this this a particular service so Mm. they just keep 
paying even if they're not using it. So yeah, it's 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 quite irritating and disheartening yeah. um, when that happens. Yeah. And I think that goes back to your original comment earlier when you mentioned, you know, basic needs, you know, the, the highest percentage of people with mental health challenges are going to be those that don't necessarily have the money to be able to pay for these apps. So that, that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So no, but um, we'll definitely put some of that in the show notes. And, and like you, I think, yeah, technology can definitely play a really positive part in people's mental health. I think accessibility is a huge one, you know, for a lot of people who can't get out of their house for whatever reason, uh, whether there's a physical disability, whether there's chronic health issues, um, or they can't access something because they're in a rural place. Exactly. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, the further away you get from, uh, a, you know, population centres, um, the more difficult accessing services becomes mm. and I think also from that social aspect I feel like you know I think there's some pushback when it comes to say zoom and you know online communicating or facetime or whatever Skype whatever it is that you do when talking to people but I think for some that might be the only way that they can connect with people so that's that's a positive thing to be able to have that capacity to do that so oh definitely um I I think that um it's one of the positive aspects that came out of being in lockdown for so long and disconnected from people. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people did find, oh, this this is actually a really helpful tool to, yeah, connect with people that are far away. Um, so instead of relying on it as a temporary me- measure while we are in lockdown, how about we just continue to use it and make it available to people who need it, um, who, you know, can't, do find it difficult to go to an appointment um, for whatever reason, you know. Exactly. Yeah. could be mobility struggles or, you know, energy levels or um, anxiety. So, yeah, let's let's use it. Let's try to make it work for people. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you. Um, You know, I think that, yeah, COVID did show that we can definitely try and connect with people in different ways. Um, I've seen even support groups that are now fully online for people who can't attend things on person yep. uh, just yeah, because exactly. they choose to go to these groups, which I think yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 also, you know, you someone might have a, you know, they might be going to work all day, um, uh, they get home or pick up the kids from school or daycare or whatever, um, you know, make dinner for, for their kids. And they don't really have time or the energy to get in the car and go to another appointment. So if they can just settle down for the evening and just switch their tablet or laptop on, that just makes it so much easier. They can still sort of be a part of that community. Mm, Absolutely. Again, it's all about accessibility. Well, Mark, we could probably talk about this forever. It's been great having you on board. I think that just gives a bit of a, everyone a bit of a um, a look at uh, who you are as a person, who I think you're pretty awesome, and I'm really excited oh, to you. have you part of the team. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm excited too. Uh, and I can't wait to hear, uh, you know, some of the things that you come up with and some of the interviews that you have. And I'm sure that our listeners will be really looking forward to that as well. So if you have any questions for Mark or if you have any stories or ideas, you can definitely send us an email at brainwaves at wellways.org. But thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks, Mark, for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to have you join the team and no doubt everyone will be happy to hear what you bring to the show in the coming months. In the meantime, you can find more of our shows at our website, brainwaves.org.au or on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au or on Spotify or wherever you happen to download your 3CR podcast. If you have a story to share or you'd like to give us some feedback or suggestions for future shows, uh, please email email us at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please stay safe and we'll be back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.